Welcome everyone to another episode of the podcast. We're going to keep today quick and sweet for the intro. As always, please make sure you follow me on Instagram at Felix.Levine. Follow me on TikTok, Felix Levine. My YouTube channel, you can watch all video versions of every single podcast there. And let's get into today's fantastic episode. And my guest today, he is a former basketball player at The Ohio State University. He also blew up on TikTok. He is an amazing influencer and content creator. Please welcome my friend, Jimmy Sotos. And we're live. Live. Damn. Not live, right but on cue. live right now. Jimmy, thank you so much for, for coming. Got you that black coffee. Thank you very much. I hope is it is it hot enough? Yeah, and I'm gonna preserve the heat by just okay. leaving that cap on there like that. Um Bro, I'm happy to meet you. Thank yeah, you for pulling up. I know this was it's a rainy, cold day. We it was all types of traffic and everything, but you came out and I appreciate that. So uh I'm happy to have you here, man. Thank yeah, you. Thank you for having me. It's cool. So second I, time in Brooklyn. Oh really? Was yeah. when was your first time? Three days ago? Four days ago? Oh shit. Yeah. I had a photo shoot with a guy named Jack O'Connor and okay. uh my first time in Brooklyn. Damn. Do you know where? Bushwick, probably? No, not Bushwick, but we had a little view and we could see like he was trying to point to like Williamsburg and Bushwick and I got kind of lost, but it was cool. So I'll tell you this. It was Kitty Corner to this coffee shop called Bakery. Hitting? Man. Our, the the guy from uh, The Bear, Cousin Richie. Oh shit, saw really? Saw him there. No way. I was watching uh, The Bear last night with my yeah, girlfriend. Cousin Richie. Yeah. <laughs> he was there with his daughter Damn. or some little girl. I don't know. That's crazy. Um. Okay, I told you a few seconds ago. Seconds ago, is there a little tidbit, a little story, a little something the world doesn't know about you from what's already out there? And you out there? Yeah, I, like I told you, I'm pretty much an open book. Um, but the world does not know that I have never been skiing or snowboarding. Never, never in my life. You, I feel like you'd be a good, you'd be a good Me snowboarder. Too, right? I feel like. Okay. Right? I agree. Versus skiing, right? Like I totally think I'd be better at snowboarding 100%. than skiing. But all my friends on the East Coast are like, you got to learn to ski first because it's easier. Pause. So so you just never. You, you ever like roller skate or any of that? Uh, I've roller skate. I like roller bladed and stuff. Yeah. I've uh, ice been skate. ice skating on a cruise one time when I was little. I know, weird place to like <laughs> ice skate. Um, and that was it. That was, that was last time. Um, yeah, I never had the opportunity. I've always wanted to go skiing or snowboarding, but. So there's some nice places not too far. I low-key, I've gone skiing like twice in my life. So we're like kind of in the same okay. boat. But I will say like that's one thing as I get older, I really, I'm jealous of like the people that do ski well. So as you get older, you want to get into it? Yes, because. Not like golf? Eh, maybe a little bit of both. Yeah, I feel that. But like skiing is so, I went with my friend like a year ago and it's just not, like when you're on the, well, it's, I'm doing it like pizza, you know how they say the pizza shit? Pizza french fry or pizza french fry. French fried pizza, exactly. So when I'm just doing it like straight pizza down the whole way, so yeah. it's like not as like exhilarating, but it's like a nice feeling to be out there. Like, I feel like you would fuck with it. I feel like I would too. And get I, active. I was learning all about it, getting ready to do it, and then people that know me, I had shoulder surgery yep. twice and wasn't able to. It happened right at the time where it was like basketball season fuck. was ending. I was going into my off season. Was looking forward to going skiing and snowboarding in like Vermont, and couldn't do it. <sighs> But one day, one day, 100%. it's gonna happen. So you just you just moved here. Just moved here. It's been what? almost five weeks. 
and before you were living out Chicago in Chicago. And then what was so what made you move? Think like, all right, we're going to New York City. So I was after college. Yeah, I went overseas to play basketball professionally yeah. in Cyprus. And when I came back, I was in Chicago. And for a couple months, I was like, do I want to continue playing pro? Do I want to go back overseas, live that overseas life, yeah. that grind? Um, or do I want to take this content, social media world seriously, put my best foot forward in that regard and go to either New York or LA? And I knew I couldn't stay in Chicago. I love Chicago, but like, it's different, you know? Like New York and Chicago is big, bro. It really is. Yeah. Um, so I got a lot of friends in LA. I got a lot of friends in New York, but it came down to like, my friends in LA were all creator friends, like yeah. friends I met online, social media. And I got like real genuine relationships yeah, in New yeah. York, like people that have known me before the social media stuff. And that helped make the decision. And my agency's out here, my modeling agency's out here too, so. Who are you with agency-wise? UTA. Okay, yeah. And then modeling is soul. Gotcha. So, is blind. So, you, so you went the, you went the, the real genuine friends way. Yeah, had to. I'm a you're a real genuine oriented guy. Hundred percent. I need that like sense of realness in my life. Yeah, and I think, I mean, not that, not that, not not, relationships in LA are phony. No, no, I say it. I mean, they're not. (laughs) But like you know, those people only know know me. I know. Post, you know, tattoos. I like to call it. Okay. You know, they don't know Jimmy before the long, like when I had like a buzz cut. They don't know that. Right. So it's just it's just different, you know. How have you, so how have you liked it so far? Best decision I ever made. Really? Yeah. When did you know? Um, Probably like after like the first three weeks when like I was, I was nervous. I was anxious. I was excited. Like everything all in one coming out here. And I knew like this was probably here. LA was the place to be right. like make stuff kind of happen and make stuff click and like really kind of gain that momentum. And it happened so fast. Like. Like there really are a lot of opportunities that, yeah, that kind of just fall into your lap when you yeah. get out here. Yeah. And I'm sure some of that is like, you know, being new in town and like everything is fresh and exciting. But I mean, it's been working out thus far. So and you, you talked about it. I was watching I was watching the uh on your YouTube, the so I hit that subscribe, don't worry. And all the likes on all the My shit dog, I was watching. I'm grinding on that right now, <laughs> dog. You got to. Yeah, it's a it's a long game. It's a grind. So on your first episode of Soto's show, you talked about how basketball basically for your whole life has been your identity. And I think, you know, and I've had a bunch of student athlete friends and also athlete friends that talk about that as well. And it's very real for you. Is it, do you feel like you're in that transition area? Are you at peace with the end of your basketball career? How do you feel about that? Also, because you did, you spent, you you played abroad came back now mm-hmm. full-time content like how do you how do you feel emotion about where you're at low-key uh it's probably too far sorry perfect uh low-key it's been like beautiful like basketball is great and like i love basketball and i appreciate everything it's ever done for me and like i also love like being in the moment being a ball player but like dude there's a lot of stress that comes with that shit and like sorry excuse my language no but like <laughs> this is I kind of get to take a back seat and just be like a, a casual fan of the game now. And like, it's honestly been dope for the first time in my life. I get to watch all my homies. I get to enjoy their successes. And I got to get to be, I get to be a part of their journey. Like, so I, I'm, thus far it's been great. And I'm sure like at some point it'll probably hit me a little bit harder. Like maybe when they all come home for the 
off season and we get back in the gym and they're a little bit sharper than yeah. I am. Like, but I mean, right now it's been, I'm like, I really do enjoy where I'm at in life right now. So you, how many years do you play at, at Ohio State? Two. Okay. And you were where at before? Bucknell. And then you played one year abroad, a full mm -hmm. season? No, cut short by injury. And for people that don't know how that life is overseas for rookies, especially yeah. in like mediocre level leagues where you're trying to like establish yourself and like kind of put up numbers and, yeah. you know, fill, fill a stat sheet. When you get hurt, especially like in the country I was in, in Cyprus, they won't pay you. And oh, wow. Yeah, it'll be like, you know, like I'm over here not getting paid now. Like I could be back in the States, you know, really taking the social media. I'm taking meetings at like 1 a.m. because of the time difference, trying to like still stay on top of like the social media world and like, you know, keep content going. And it was tough and it was a tough pill to swallow. So I thought the best decision for me was to come home, get healthy, and then make the decision if do I want to go back. And honestly, like the injury bug bit the hell out of me. Like I tore my labrum twice. I got hurt when I was over in Cyprus and you know, like yeah. I wasn't making, I'm not making NBA money contracts yeah. where I can just keep just affording to get hurt. Like, yeah. so I had to just, you know, make a tough decision and uh, decided to put the ball down. Where were you at like emotionally when you're thinking like, damn, is this- At that time it was tough, dude. At that time it's, it was tough. Cause like, again, my identity was a basketball player. And like, when you can't play basketball, Anytime you're hurt, like, it just eats at you. And yeah. it's always, it's easy for people to be like, find ways to grow in other ways, you know? But, like, when you're a ball player and you can't play ball, that shit sucks. Do you, so when did you, and you started playing ball when you were toddler? Four years old. Yeah. And when did you know that that was, like, I want to be? Five years old. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I knew, I mean, it came naturally to me. I got three older brothers who all played basketball. Shit. My dad played ball professionally. Um, so. Overseas or NBA? Overseas. Okay. Just for a season. Um, and uh, I guess I really am just like my pop. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so like it was just natural. And like my brothers, they kind of like protected me in a sense. Yeah. Like it was like, oh, we saw he was pretty good too. Like make sure he's staying on the right track. So do you, so going back to the social media thing, because I think I remember first seeing you somewhere on TikTok probably um, when you were at Ohio State. Were you doing the TikTok thing when you were at Bucknell? Or I think TikTok just came when you transferred? Yeah, I was. I started doing TikTok over COVID. Um, right, I think, yeah. Everybody was in the house bored and, you know, started <laughs> dancing. And then when I got to Ohio State, um, it just took on a life of its own. But wait, so, because also you have, like, the personality for it. Like, I'm sure you knew, like, oh, shit, this shit's kind of popping off. Like, I could do it. Is that how it went or you were just like ah, oh, let me just make a couple of these dances see how they do so i had a video kind of pop off over covid okay and i was like oh this is lit like <laughs> yo i'm getting all these views <laughs> yeah yeah and i was like i'll just post like, i'm not gonna think about it and then like you know there was no like intentionality behind it and then i you know stopped going viral and all of a sudden i got to ohio state and um a video went viral and it was like a combination of me like dunking a ball and dancing Okay. And it went viral. And I was like, all right, let me try and do the same thing tomorrow. And I did it. And that also went viral. And I was like, oh, there might be a little recipe here. Right. So then, like, I just started kind of giving the people what they wanted. And it just took on a life of its own. And so this was during, co like, what? Yeah, this mid, was. Mid-COVID? This was during COVID when there were no fans at games. And I wasn't even able to, like, 
realize the magnitude of what right. was happening around right. me because I couldn't go out. I couldn't expose myself to other people. I just right. kept seeing the Yo, follower count crazy. go up. And I'm still just with the same people in the same locker room every single day, not knowing really what's going on. So wait, what when you first start going like popping off, what are your teammates saying? Are they do they like they probably think it's jokes and fun? Yeah, I mean, like it was, you know, some people were like, bro, what you doing? Yeah. And some people were like, yo, let me get into TikTok, you know? <laughs> and honestly, like, I gotta give a lot of credit to my coach, Coach yeah. Holtman, at the time, because yeah. it was TikTok at the time, and just being a social media personality while also being a basketball player, right. it was kind of frowned upon. It was like, bro, you're not taking your craft seriously. And like people that know me know, like, I I don't cheat the grind, like I don't cheat the game ever. But like, what am I gonna do? Play basketball for 24 hours a day? Yeah. Yeah. Like, no. And I'm starting and clout's a hell of a drug, dog. <laughs> so like, you know, people are DMing me now, and yeah. I got I'm like, whoa, yeah. like the slides are coming. So I'm, I'm like, I, I'm not gonna stop. And yeah. to my coach's credit, he was re he was realizing the opportunities that could be leveraged based right, on like right. gaining all these followers and like having all the success online. So he encouraged me, and he was like learning from me. So if you see my coach now, he's active on social media. Interesting. And it's really dope to see because like a lot of people saw what I was doing, and they were like, you know, he's he's a distraction in the locker room. Right. But if anything, it was almost like team bonding stuff we were doing. Well, also I felt like. There are probably more some people like watching more people watching because now like I, I'd be you, you know said what, it. Do you know what the viewership numbers were? Like did did there there was probably direct correlation. If you look, I don't want to say like nah, 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 the say reason. It. Go on. Because <laughs> we also had two NBA players on the team, EJ and Malachi. Yeah. And um, you know, we had a lot of characters on the team. And y'all were a good team. Yeah, we were nasty. Um Dwayne was also on the team too. Yeah. He plays for the Knicks. Like yeah. we we had a squad. So like, but like, you know, there were like, we'd go on road games and oh, yeah. there would be people yeah. outside, outside waiting with signs of me. And like, bro, I wasn't even getting in the games. Like we'd have entire opposing student sections That's chanting crazy. like stuff at me, like trying to get on my ass. And I'm like, bro, I'm not even in the game. You must've loved that though. You have to. It was really, it was really different. It yeah. was like difficult. Cause like, you know, with the love comes the hate and like, right. it's really easy to just like hone in on the hate and like. I'm, like 90% of it is love. Like people like show yeah. their gratitude and appreciation. They tell you how much they adore you and shit, but you only hang on to the, the couple of negative comments, you know? How'd you learn how to deal with the hate over time? Time. You just realize that these people literally don't affect your life. Yeah. Like they literally are just like behind the screen. And every now and then, like I also do go out and I have, you know what I'm saying? Like I do live in real world. Yeah. And like sometimes you come across those people and like yeah. they'll troll you to your face, but like oh really? Yeah. Like what do they say? What's the worst one? Worst one? I can't say it on here, but it's mean. Yeah. You know. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, like people, for the most part, it's all love. But like every now and then, somebody will see you and like you know maybe their girlfriend was oh. probably liking too many posts or something. And he took it the wrong way at a time, or you know what I'm saying Some like insecure. For, yeah, it, it'd be like that. Yeah, I like. Know. I wouldn't want, you know, my girl talking about some dude 24-7. Yeah, yeah. So, I don't, you know, you never know what it is that triggers somebody right. to say something. Maybe it's alcohol or maybe yeah, it's whatever. True. But, yeah, it's it's always something. So, did you think, like, okay, I can make a, maybe a career out of it? Or you're more just like, shit, little clout, little attention, like, helps me build the brand. Like, we'll see where this goes. And also, when did yeah. 
when did nil kind of kick in my last year at ohio state okay that's that was the year when i realized i was like oh like there's there's like a real opportunity to like do something with this to like i could be my own boss i can live life on my terms kind of for the foreseeable future and it's been that way thus far did you benefit from the, like was inl kicked kicked in enough at that point where you could actually benefit it from it yeah it was it was it was kicked in enough to the point where like it was so new that like nobody knew how to like 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 uh regulate it yeah. and you know the deals were coming like off like super often now and i'm like with my brother on the phone like bro like they're asking me what my rate is i don't know he's like bro just throw out this number like bet <laughs> and they, they'll they say yes and i'm like damn bro you we like could have charged more bro and you know so yeah we just learned on the fly and then eventually you settle in on like a ballpark and when so you were managing yourself basically or did you then yeah it was me and my brother me and my older brother for the entire year wow yeah i had like a, a we had like a, a i don't even know what you want to call him like a middleman like a third party group right. that was kind of like overseeing the nil stuff that was going on with the entire team and right. they were like looking out for me because they saw a lot of stuff was coming my way but uh, it was it was really me and my brother. And then, so then you basically then are like, yo, I could do this full time for real, for real. Because you knew, you already saw, yeah, you saw I, the race, I, you saw yeah. what you were, so you knew like, I can make this. And then it was just like, but I'm still a ball player. Right. Like, because especially when I went to Ohio State, I went to Ohio State to, to prove that I was a ball player on the biggest stage. Right. And it didn't happen that way. So I was like, I'm going pro to prove to everybody that I can hoop for real. When you say it didn't happen that way, I didn't, I didn't get the playing time. I, I was uh, I, I came off the bench my first year, um, and then the second year, I didn't I didn't. It was even less minutes. For you, was that your biggest metric on how good you were, or like did you did you know like you know what this is a system trust and coach and it yeah, is yeah no I mean basketball in today's world is about opportunity and fit and my last year we had. Um, EJ and Malachi, yeah. two NBA scores. Yeah, EJ plays through the mid post. Malachi plays on a wing. And the way I play basketball, I'm a playmaker. I'm a creator. Right. We already got two of those guys. You add me to the equation. I'm not gonna do like what who, the guy who took my spot, Jamari Wheeler. He's a pickup, 94 feet defensive specialist. He's a pest. He's gonna like cause turnovers, wreak havoc. Right. I didn't do that. Like. Right. I'm, you're going to give me the ball and I'm going to make plays, but like Malachi and EJ do that better than me. So Jamari was better than me in other areas. And I recognize that. I'm not like, I understand this game. And um, so I was just kind of at that point filling in where I needed to, filling the gaps. And so you basically... It's, it was it sucked. Like it's a tough pill to swallow because like I want to be out there. Right. But like when you take yourself out of the equation and you look at it from like a coach's standpoint, it's like, I get it, you know? Was it, was it harder even then when you started getting like attention on socials because then you also like felt an added pressure of like i have more eyes on me and now i, I want to get more minutes to translate and like all those people that follow me and that are excited like if they're not watching me as much on the court mm -hmm. yeah like people think people will see you on a tiktok and they'll be like oh my gosh she's getting all this love like right. he must be the best player right. on the team right and then it's like actually no he's just <laughs> some guy on the team but right yeah i mean so then you wanted to basically, why you went pro is because you wanted to continue, was it more just to prove to yourself or was it to prove to others? Both. It was more so like, I've been a basketball player my entire life. So, I'm not ready to just not be a basketball player. Right, right. Like, this is what I've done every single day 
since I was 10 years old. I wake up, I train. My entire life is dedicated to this game. And and you were probably like, and the money didn't really matter. I mean, no, I'm, yeah, it was like it was like I want to be a professional basketball player from the time I was five years yeah. old. Like, I'm go, I have an opportunity to, I'm going to live out that dream. Do you think part of the injury was like a a sign that was like maybe like, or no? I don't really. You don't believe in stuff like that. Like that. Nah, I don't really just. It happened. I think maybe if I would have crossed over, and stepped back instead of going to the hole, I might not have got injured. Right. But like that was just a split second decision, you know. And. And then at that point when you're recovering from the injury, when when do you officially make the call like, you know what, quits, I'm going content full time? <laughs> when I was getting to it, getting into it with my with the owners and the GMs of the team, and oh. I was like, this is not worth it, fam, for me to just be out here in Cyprus wasting my time. Like, yeah. So I had to go back to America and started training right away, like trying to get healthy. And then once I was healthy, I was, was training and because I, I was still – planning on going back overseas. Yeah. And um, when it came time to it, I was like, like, is it worth it? Like, cause you, you, there's like a, you know, there's a time gap with like social media stuff and you really gotta do, keep your finger on the pulse to stay relevant and to keep like reinventing yourself. And um, I knew like the flame I built was still hot. And in order to keep that flame going, I had to add fuel to that fire. Right. And, and if I went overseas, like it's kind of, you know, there's a chance that that flame gets put out. Did you have, did you like were your teammates on in in Cyprus like homies like or was yeah it I, very... still, I still talk to them yeah those are my guys it's uh it's they 20... still they still hit me like bro you gotta come visit us <laughs> yeah. in Cyprus I'm like it's a very <laughs> rogue place maybe it's tiny ass tiny. country so dope though it's, it's 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 cool it's 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 beautiful I hear the beaches yeah beautiful they pour their money all yeah. into those coasts <laughs> yeah but I was in Nicosia in the city okay. inland soon as you get off those beaches and you go a little inward. It's a little third worldy. Yeah, yeah, but it was dope, man. I I loved it. How long were you out there total? I was there for four months. Okay, that's actually perfect because you can like yeah, actually I got, live a little yeah. bit differently, experience the culture. Mm -hmm. Did you like? What are you doing on your time off? Are you guys just fucking around? I mean, like, nah, cause like the time off was like I don't. Was so, it's only so many things you can say. <laughs> man. Like, yeah, we were passing time just with guys kicking yeah. it, you know. <laughs> Only so much you could do in Cyprus, you know. So we we just bonded. Sure. We bonded. Yeah. <laughs> bonded a lot. Did you uh so then so then when was when did you when was the end of that four months? Um that was right before Christmas. And it was okay. dope because I got to come home and it was like my first yeah. time being home for the holidays, yeah. pretty much oh, right. since high school. So it'd been like six years since I've been home for like Christmas with my like mom and dad and whole family. Because right. of COVID, I had to be in college over Christmas. And then the years prior, you only get like three days to go home for Christmas. Right. And then you're right back. Like I had to spend Christmas in a hotel lobby with my family before. So like this was the first time. Like I was also 21. I could right. like go to the bars right. in Chicago and like do the holly jolly shots. Yeah. It was lit, dog. Like I was on cloud nine. Yeah. I ain't gonna lie. I was like, I don't got to worry about these folks over in Cyprus yeah. like yeah. hassling me, man. Like I get to just enjoy the holidays. It was dope. Did you, so then basically, so then after, right when you get back, more or less, is like content full time, Chicago, and then let's make it happen in New York. Um, when, Right when I got back, it was it was not that. It was like, all right, well, like, let's just see where this goes. Let's see if I, let's just keep training. Let's stay ready just in yeah. case I get an opportunity. Mm -hmm. And um, I got to get healthy first because my ankle was messed up. Yeah. And um, yeah, so that was just, 
taking it day by day at that point. But I, I will say, like, after after the holidays, um, when, like, kind of, like, normal life resumed. Right. And I was like, all right, well, I'm not playing pro. And I'm still on the fence with content. I'm still just, like, doing it for, like, fun. Right. Like, not really, like, being intentional about it. It was, it was, you know, those dark days in yeah, there. Yeah. You know, just trying to, like, you fall into the monotony of, like, just, what do I, like, I have no purpose today. What's the, yeah, I mean, and I, and I, I appreciate you like being candid about that because I think that a lot of student athletes probably go through similar, not just student athletes, probably pro players, mm -hmm. um, even people at the highest levels too. Like everybody kind of goes through it. What are the conversations like with yourself on how you can get yourself out of that rut when you were, when you were in it? I mean, it's different for everybody. Sometimes it's like, you know, like an epiphany moment. But like for me, it was honestly just, being intentional about just trusting the process. Like I right. like give a lot of credit to who I am as a person yeah. because of all the life lessons I learned throughout basketball and just putting like one foot in front of the other, trying to stack days and just keeping the bigger picture in mind was what it took for me. And again, like it's, it's hard. Like you fall into that monotony of like not knowing like, you know, what my purpose is today. You wake up with like a goal and like, right. I didn't have that for like a couple months and it like lights a fuel under you, depending on the person. And for me, I was just like, I gotta make it happen. Like I like I gotta take it upon myself to go make it happen. I'm gonna enjoy this summer. I'm going to, you know, start to kind of ideate and plan out what I want to do moving forward. And then I'm gonna I'm gonna jump on it. So then I decided to move to New York. And again, best decision I made. I heard um, and I saw it, but you have passion and purpose right yeah. there, which you just talked about. Where where do you get your your sources of inspiration when it comes to both your passion and your purpose? Hmm. I feel like I'm just internally motivated at this point. Like I enjoy like I enjoy working and grinding and like right. like putting projects together and creating art and just like expressing like my most like authentic version of myself. And you know, I, I've never like found like inspiration through like. I don't know, external factors. I don't know. I've always been like internally motivated. And um, I just, I see, I see, I see like, I saw the blueprint, you know? So like when I was in college, I saw like how like this content, this social media, like it's an ever evolving, ever growing world and landscape where like you never know what opportunity is going to come next. Right. And like, I've already, I've got the opportunity to act. I've yeah. been, you know, in a bunch of places I never thought I would be. Yeah. And just keeping that in the back of my mind just like helps me put one foot in front of the other so there's also and i just want to take you back to to college for a second because there's a there's a really dope platform that's um it's called it's it's called the zone and it basically what it does is it helps student athletes um with their mental health and it like on a day-to-day check-in because um obviously like that's a big big thing i'm curious for you when you were both at bucknell and ohio state what are the differences in terms of like a the grind but also like taking care of your mental health as well at both places if it was different if it was similar mm -hmm. if you noticed that like maybe because ohio state is you know ohio state there's more of a pressure and how did you hold on to and make sure yeah. you were you were good i never checked in on my mental health until after like the fame honestly it was never i never dealt with any mental health issues um like insecurities or anything yeah. like that. I was just a ball player. I was very secure with who I was. Like, you know, did well in school because yeah. it allowed me to play ball. And then when I got this, you know, when I started getting a little recognition on social media, 
with that came all the haters and all like the external factors and stuff like kind of weighing on me. And that's when I first started talking to a therapist and- In school? Yeah, when I was at Ohio State. Just to kind of help me like, you know, vocalize what I was feeling and um, just deal with everything going on. But like, it, for better or for worse, like social media is what forced me to check in on my mental health. Right. And it was, you know, everybody goes through roller coaster ride when it comes to that. And I feel like I'm in a good place right now, but it's been a rocky road, you know? Do you, I mean, I think it's interesting too. And it's, and it's really real. Cause like, you know, we obviously like just met, but you can feel like you have such good energy. And I'm sure that like everybody sure. that's around you, like feels that, um, you know, I think. I forgot I had the water. <laughs> it's important. Um, is when it comes to like addressing insecurities or like being very real about how you feel how do you go about it on the day-to-day? Because I think, like, you know, when you're in the public eye, and, and I think it's interesting you said that before. We're cutting deep but, on here. Yeah, of course. But before you got, like, what you call the fame, yeah. like you said, you didn't really have anything. Yeah. But then after, it it created that. And I'm sure there's, I hope, if there's content creators or people that are thinking about getting into content or mm-hmm. whatever it might be, like, to hear, to hear for people that, that might have had something before, it might exacerbate it. And for you, it seems like it created it. Yeah, definitely. Like, I mean, honestly, like, my body is also a part of my image. Right. So, like, I've now, like, there's insecurities that come with that. So, like, I'm probably a little over conscious of, like, how I look in the mirror now. Right. And I'm totally aware of that. And, like, you know, I just, I just try to, like, be aware of everything right. and just not put too much stock into it. Right. So, like, try to not get too high on the highs, too low on the lows, and just, right. like, take everything at face value, be grateful, be appreciative, like, because yeah. there is a lot going on around me that, like, it's easy to forget about when you're lost in the moment. And it's easy to like worry about the stuff that's easy to worry about. Yeah. And I, you know, I got a great support system around me. Like my mom, my dad, like my brothers, my my real friends. That was one of the big reasons why I moved out to New York again was like my people around me who like keep me grounded and like show me what like real love is and like what really matters. So like, that's honestly like my advice to anybody dealing with like any mental health issues or like insecurities or anything. Like just find like security others like people that will help you know did give you, you that did what were the conversations like as you were like going through like the fame process like i'm sure like the fame people around you are hyped they're like happy yeah. for you but did you ever feel like there are people that are trying to latch on for the wrong reasons like how'd yeah. you how'd you approach that when it when it came to it um i don't know man i just i just try to keep it a buck like yeah. i feel like i can tell when somebody's <laughs> like bro you're not my real friend yeah, like yeah, yeah. we could both put on a, we could both put on the front right now right. have a good night out and you know what I'm saying? Talk about how we're gonna we're gonna change the world, and then we wake up tomorrow, and I'll probably never talk to you again. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Like I feel like you could just tell, like you said, like you can tell when somebody has good energy yeah, or not. Yeah. So, you know, it's just I feel like I could, you could just tell sometimes. Do you do you notice that like I think I was seeing some one of your TikToks or something where you're talking about like the vibe of New Yorkers? I forget wh- exactly how you said it. I probably gasped. Yeah. It. <laughs> but do you feel like um, comparatively to LA or even Chicago or whatever, that New Yorkers are maybe a little bit more realer, like that energy is at least more authentic, good or bad. Like, mm. um, I feel like I feel like people in New York are not as like authentic as people in Chicago. To be, to be really okay, honest. interesting, like, yeah. Um, but also I've had way more experiences in Chicago. Yeah, that's true. The, the, my experiences in New York yeah. have also been in in circles where like, you know, not that like these people aren't 
genuine people, but like it there's a there's a clout ladder people are climbing, yeah, know. you know? And like my experiences being in Chicago, everybody just everybody liked me for me. Yeah. And like it was never even a, a question if you only want to hang out with me because of clout, right. you know? Versus LA, everybody knows what clout does in LA. Yeah. So like, you know, like my heart's always gonna go to Chicago, but like I love the people I've met in New York. Yeah. Like I'll gas it on social media. Yeah. Like everybody's so <laughs> yeah. such a dick to everybody. But like honestly, like you know, surround yourself with the right people. Right. And yeah, so every every city's gonna have good and bad. So, do you do you see yourself out here for foreseeable future? Is it or is it more like a career move? And it's definitely it's it definitely came. I definitely came out here as a career move. And then within the first couple of weeks, Dang. I called my mom quick and was like, That's "Yo, funny. it's gonna be hard to leave." Like there we go. So we'll see. We recruiting you. Look, I've learned to just not put like a period on any sentence. Like yeah. nothing is final anymore. Like opportunities come and go. Like so right now I'm really enjoying being in New York and I don't plan on leaving anytime soon. I'm already looking at like in an apartment in a new area. So because the, the area I'm at right now, West Village is OD expensive. Like not, <laughs> not worth it. The, Absurd. That's the one it's thing. It's dope. I like lots of coffee shops for your boy, you know, <laughs> but like. Fam, like I don't need to be paying I, that much for rent. You, you and I are in agreement. I mean, bro, pull it to Brooklyn. Yeah. No. I, I mean, it's, it's been here for probably a total of like four hours now. All right, well, and we'll get you acquainted. Um, but I agree. I mean, that is the downside of the city. Yeah. Is like, especially right now, it is like egregious. Yeah, it's od. But like, like Lower East Side is smooth. Lower East Side. I like. I was told stay away because it's dangerous. And I'm like, all right, bet y'all the New Yorkers. Nah, okay, no, I'll go. To, I'll go to West Village. You're fine. And you, you have you hooped at the on the Lower East Side at the uh, uh, I May Leon door? You know that court dude, that I'm talking about. I've had so many people hit me up and be like, "Yo, oh. we got a hoop here," and I'm like, "Please, nobody ever invites me to the lines." Actually, a, my homie Shahir has. Appreciate you, dog. Bro, there's there's a Sunday Washed Club. I'm gonna okay. Give him a quick shout out. That's that's actually I think I might have texted you my. So he was a guest of mine. Now we're like homies. He's uh he's an assistant coach in the Nets. His name's L D Williams. Former oh, ball player. He played actually uh I think it was like ten. He played at Wake. Okay. Then he played ten or eleven years overseas. Um, he played all over the place, and now he's coaching. Um, and he's with the Nets. He's with the Nets. Well, I, so actually he was the most eh, arguably one of those mid teams in the NBA. <laughs> Damn. Mid oh. mid, and I mean it in the actual definition of the word mid. Yeah, like, no, not like, ass. Mid. Truly mid. Truly mid. Us, them, and the they Bulls. Will. And now we're just going to take a quick break to talk about my longtime sponsor in U.S. Wellness Meets. They just recently revamped their website, so everything that I'm about to tell you can be found at their all-new and improved uswellnessmeets.com website. At uswellnessmeets.com, you can choose from over 350 foods raised the way nature intended. That includes 100% grass-fed and grass-finished beef, lamb, bison, elk, and dairy. They also have pasture-raised heritage pork, wild-caught seafood, and pasture-raised poultry. These are some of the host of foods that you can find at uswellnessmeets.com where the owners are the actual farmers themselves, and now they've introduced a subscription 
food delivery service, and curated sample farm bundles. Choose the bundle of food you want to receive every month, and they'll deliver it right to your door automatically. It's never been easier to serve your family real, honest-to-goodness food without the junk. US Wellness Meats is the choice of championship sports teams, professional athletes, chefs, world-class trainers, and families just like yours all over America. Use promo code PODCAST, that's P-O-D-C-A-S-T, to save 15% off of every order at uswellnessmeats.com. Now let's get back into it. Yeah. Actually, the Bulls are pretty damn bad now. That's tough. I'm sorry. I watch an absurd amount of basketball. Yeah, I'm so. sure. Um, but uh, but they, they have this thing called Sunday Wash Club, and it's a bunch of like old ball players. That's a hilarious name. And, and they play at this insane court. I, I went once. Now, yeah. I was just straight. Like, every time the ball was coming, I was just passing off. You know, just like not doing it. <laughs> not trying to step on any no, toes. Not trying to step on turtle. I'm a team player, bro. Yeah. Good. You need those no, guys. No turnovers. That's, Good. Playing defense? What, yeah. Now, I heard, your, def- I heard your defense is... You were saying you, you said your defense was like I saw one video oh, of you. What? Yeah, especially in pickup. What? You don't even. Oh, <laughs> you kidding me? Do you even run back? I'll get back on defense. I'll go for like the highlight plays. Like I'll gamble a lot, but I'll, I'll I'm gonna create offense for us. Like my defensive okay. my defensive deficiencies Make will be combated on the offensive. Oh, line. I and I hang my hat on that. So we gotta. I'm. We'll get you in on a Sunday wash club. It's always Sundays at like 10 a.m. Oh, um, uh, <laughs> Sundays 10 a.m. Dog. I might be 11. Come on, you're up. Well, Saturday is Saturday night, you know? I mean, I got you. you but know, one time. But one one time, time, I got you. No, one, no, no. One time you don't go crazy on the Saturday No, I mean, night. I don't even go crazy. But <laughs> I, I like, to, I like to sleep in and enjoy my Sundays. <laughs> you give me like a late night run, I'm there. Oh, yeah, no. That's what I was telling him, too. I'm like, yo, why can't you make this at night? Yeah, I thought like, like no, all no, the no. men's leagues were known for being no, like but after work So, you hours, know what's funny? Like, I did. So, so one time, and I was out on a Saturday night, and I didn't drink too much. So, I was like, I just want to be good tomorrow because I, I don't want to throw up on the court. And, like, I will say the fact that you're done at, like, 1 p.m. You got your workout in. You got NFL your NFL games in. start right then. Ooh, that's, that's actually lit. You know what I'm saying? Then, you, then you're at the crib, and you're like, I got my workout in. I got my ball yeah. in. And now we're just straight chilling. Wash club sounds like my kind of vibe, actually. Yeah. I, I've convinced. All right, maybe I'll go out Friday, <laughs> chill Saturday. Then. That's what I'm saying. All right, but um, do you do you still hoop as much as um, you'd like I tr- to? I tr- no, definitely not as much as I like to. Where are you playing? Like when you? I do? go to the the only Lifetime in New York that has a basketball court, the Sky, where like oh, the Black the Ops one. runs yeah, are. Yeah, 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 super sick. Yeah. And I just play with whoever's there. Yeah, because it's the only time I can just like play on my terms without being like, yo, you got to be here. The game's at this time, and like with my schedule, everything fluctuates. So like, that's the only time I really get to hoop. So what are you most excited about right now with where your career is at? Is it the content? Is it the modeling? Like you're doing all these yeah, that's things. The modeling thing is crazy because that that was another one that just like kind of fell into my lap when I came out here. And like, so oh, so this this is completely new. Yeah. Oh my God, that's the newest. Honestly, huh. like that's this whole angle of things. I mean, it just I I signed. But with, you know, you're you're a good looking guy. You're in shape. Like you know, you yeah, could yeah. Like do I the mean, things. I've I've. We start. I figured, you know, the love on social media would, yeah. you know, <laughs> translate. correlate, <laughs> translate right. But uh, I so I signed with Soul with this with this model agency back when I was at Ohio State. Okay. And I was all excited. I was like, Oh my god, I'm a model now. Bet like, let's see what happens here. And then I immediately went overseas. So it was like I never actually got to like model. Right. And then when I came out of Chicago, um, I was told you we went through the whole thing again. Yeah. But when I came out to New York, I hit up my agency. I was like, Hey, like I'm actually out here now. Like. You kind of want to see see what we can do together, yeah. And now that's got to take on a whole life of its own. Damn, it's been dope. Yeah, it's been for sure. It's actually been super like, like different, like weird kind of. Do you? But dope. But do you? Uh, is there ever a concern 
that like you know because you hear about a lot of like specifically for like women and modeling like there's a lot you know it could amplify insecurities or like do you feel that for for yourself as well as a like do you pay attention more on like how you look every single day i was in la like a year ago over the summer and a girl who's very prevalent in the modeling industry like she's paved out a crazy career for herself yeah she told me when i told her i was like i actually signed with a model agency but like i've never gone through with it really and she told me she was like prepare to like hate your body more than you ever have before yeah and i'm like i'm like okay like we'll see and now that i've like done it for a couple weeks like i totally understand why she said that you know like I've never been conscious of the way I've walked before in my life. Like they're like telling me my gait is too wide. And they're like trying to teach me how to like walk. You're walking like an athlete. Apparently. I'm thinking (laughs) like, you think my gait's messed up? Look at Zion Williamson (laughs) walk, dog. Boy waddles like, but so I'm just like way, almost too aware of how I look now. Interesting. And like, again, like it could, that shit can eat you up and I'm aware of that. So I really do try to like not let it get the best of me. It just, talk about it honestly with yeah, my, my yeah, people and yeah. like understand that it 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 can be a downward spiral it can be a slippery slope for a lot of yeah, people yeah if they're you know they go down the wrong path so like i get how it can how it can do that you know and i mean i think it's almost it's great that like you have even that person that, that told you that because it probably already like you mm-hmm. see when you see a pattern you can stop it a little exactly. bit before it becomes like something that's so chemically ingrained in your mind exactly yeah so do you so do you want like if you had to prioritize or you know or are you prioritizing any of the different things you're doing like do you want like the the youtube channel for example to be your number one baby um i'm i see i i I understand the long game of of youtube and like how you can really build community there right right and um so i'm trying to streamline that process by having a videographer come out here full-time and have him kind of like run the show on that give him kind of like entire creative freedom there that way I can spend more time, energy, focused in other areas. Um, but I'm trying to really, the the bulk of like where my like mental headspace is at is like trying to blend these two worlds of like social media, content, modeling, fashion with my deep appreciation for basketball. Right. And I'm starting to, like there's starting to be some cool opportunities coming my way, but um, I'm starting to get into sports more and that's kind of like where I want to start tailoring more content to. Well, I also think, like, objectively, completely outsider looking in, like, you're, when when people hear, like, sports and content, like, they might roll their eyes, like, yeah, oh, okay, there's a million things. But I think that your approach and you specifically and your experience, like, you really have a very unique perspective on it where, like, you were, like, kind of in the beginning of, like, when TikTok became TikTok, yeah. right? And I think also, like, a mixture of your personality, which is, like, very, like, good vibes, energy, like, wholesome, like, entertaining, right? Mixed in with your experience. Not At the end of the day, not a lot of people actually really have that. Mm. So, like, you could you could really create your own little niche yeah. for yourself and, like, your brand around it. And I'm sure, I mean, you have, you know, amazing team and people around you from what we were talking about. But, like, I'm sure that that's, I hope that that's, like, in the back of your mind. Yeah. Like you could really be that guy. I hope so, man. I appreciate you saying that. I I like to think that I have an interesting perspective and a yeah. unique one, just kind of like on life, you know, yeah. because of who I was as a basketball player, and then this world of social media just fell into my lap. And uh, I'm trying to, you know, I don't want to force it. I don't want to like yeah. rush it. I've learned that like 
my success, like when I was trying to like, not necessarily that I'm like, I'm forcing it now, but like, I, I understand that like, I'm taking it with a more professional approach. Like I'm right. really dedicating my days right. to putting out content. And like, but I'm not like forcing certain stuff to pop off. So I'm kind of just like showing my day to day, talking about what I want to talk about and letting the opportunities flow. And I don't want to like force anything to happen. I, be, I, I don't necessarily believe that like everything's going to come in the right time. But like, yeah. you know, I just, I think that if I just keep playing my cards right, putting my best foot forward and being authentic to myself, like certain opportunities will come my way. And I hope that's the case. Oh, it's like ball. Yeah. Can't force it. Can't force a pass. Like you know. What but I mean? sometimes hard work doesn't get rewarded. It's true. Like you know. And well, it's like ball. Like ball. <laughs> you know, like it's the same. And I think that only, you know, kind of going on what like what you're saying is like only you could really understand that too. Because for some mm -hmm. people, if they haven't grinded on something for twenty years like you have, they can't understand how sometimes you like you never know when it's gonna pay off. Exactly. You never know when that one video or that one. And you post and again in basketball, like that one game. It took one game for me to have a good game in high school for a college scout to recognize. Right. And then one offer turns to 10 and 10 turns to 30. Like, it's just like I apply that kind of ideology to life. You just never know. So just put your best foot forward and let the, and let the cards fall where they may. What do you think? What do you think is the biggest misconception about you? Um, That I'm that. Oh, definitely that people think I'm like always putting on a front, like trying to like. They like, they always say like bro just just be Jimmy, I'm like what like I you know just me this is who y'all yeah. got if you don't like it scroll dog <laughs> yeah, like yeah, yeah. but I think that's the biggest misconception about me people always think I'm trying to like put on a front like like, like manufacture this like this person this energy this vibe like but I'm like dog kick it with me like I'm the same person I am on camera as I am right now like I like coffee I like basketball and. Just chat about whatever's on on my mind. Do you think, and have you always been like growing up? Were you your good kid, prom child? Like, were you always just you know, the best of both worlds? Yeah, you know, like I had you know like, like a proper family. Like my dad would discipline me and like yeah. tell me right from wrong. But I also had you know my homies and like basketball culture. We're all like right. we're all kids and like yeah. people in the NBA. They never have to grow up, so they're just they're grown kids, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah. So like you kind of carry that with you your entire life. So like you know, I was a little rebel at times, but like I also got good grades. Right. So I understood. You know, keep everything like never again. Like never go the extreme in either way. Another thing that that I've talked about on on other shows and honestly with other creators, influencers, whatever you want to call them, is like there's a there's some people that think that this like creator economy like is could be somewhat of like a little bit of a bubble and you know like what do you mean as in as in like the bags and the brand and stuff mm -hmm. like that like it could be a little bit like it might not be like this in five years right and right now a lot of companies are seeing a lot of value in, in putting it into creators and influencers it mm -hmm. could also be like this in five mm -hmm. years but there's mm -hmm. some people that just think not i understand you know and i think i've had a lot of conversations um with creators and in thinking of like, how do I not just be reliant on the platform like right. a TikTok, but how do I create like the Jimmy Soto's brand, right. right, for longevity, so that like in ten years there could, if there is no TikTok or there is no, you, I mean obviously there will be YouTube, but if there is no any of these platforms, am I still good? Do I still have a business? Mm -hmm. What do you think? 
I don't know if like, and it could still be too early in that in that process. But like, mm-hmm. when you think about longevity in, from that regard, like, how do you see it for yourself? Uh, I'm constantly trying to find ways to leverage everything I've created yeah. this far for like financial gain and yeah. security, financial yeah. security. Um, but yeah, for me, it's definitely too early. Again, I tr- I don't want to force anything right yeah. now. Yeah. I tried to force like a clothing brand and like a fashion like a fashion label. Yeah because I had success on like some fan merch that I dropped when I was at college. And I was like, damn, I made this much money off that. Like, I'm about to put a brand together. I'm about to. And then, you know, I poured a bunch of money into it. And then when it came to light, like I was probably trusting more people than I should have instead of just going with my gut on like certain things. And when it came to light, like I got the samples and I was like, nope, not doing this. And I've realized like in that moment, I can't force it. So constantly like, you know, sourcing deals and like trying to figure out where to you know spend my time and energy but yeah like right now i don't i'm not i'm not totally sure how it's going to you know take on different forms and where it's going to pivot i just understand that like it's 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 evolving always and there's always new opportunities and right now like it may be a bubble and you know if it pops right now now i have to pick that ball back up you know what i'm saying but you know back in cyprus for real (laughs) but no i mean it's it's this whole world of social media is is crazy. So, yeah. what do you think is the it, as being inside this world of social media is maybe the craziest aspect that people on the outside don't understand? How much how much time goes into putting out these videos? Like, they see what you record. All right. When you're not recording, like the editing, like that process, yeah. unless like you know you got like people doing it for you. Like, it takes a lot it's a of lot, time. It's a lot of work. And, you know, I'm very picky about my content. So, like, I do most of it myself, damn near all of it. Not, hopefully not for much longer, but. Yeah. It's a lot of time and thought. And, like, you know, once you once you put out a video, it's it's, it's constantly like, all right, now what's the next video? Yeah. You know, so, like, you're, it kind of, people are always like, yo, like, I want to, I want to get into social media. Like, what would you tell me? Yeah. Like, if you're going to start, you got to keep going. Like, because you got to keep putting out content. How do you, how have you dealt with also maintaining, uh, you know, you, you, you strike me as somebody who has like a very good balance of like, I keep my private life to me. I do my, I, I put publicly put what I want to put publicly, mm-hmm. but like, you know, when you first started blowing up and even now I'm sure still like the DMS and people reaching out, like, how do you, uh, and how did you in the beginning and how do you now like take care of it in a way where like feel feels good to you uh i mean i don't i don't really look into that stuff you know like, it's cool when like people reach out and like show love or like i just got into a freaking michael Rappaport in a comment section just earlier okay. so like <laughs> you just kind of realize like everything that happens on social media happens on social media and it's not real life yeah so like, i just i just it took me a minute honestly to like come like realize that but just kind of like learn to separate those two things i guess yeah Five or ten years from now, where do you want to be in five years? Where do you want to be in ten years? Five years. Five years. Uh, damn, man. Hopefully, manifest for me. For yeah, the, yeah, yeah. For Hopefully, set. in five years, because the hardest thing about being content creator for me personally has been people follow me. My demographic doesn't really know basketball that much. You know, what, like, do you say, what, do you, what would you say is your demographic? Females, girls, and like ain't ages is like 18 to like 25 okay and then like and then younger than that and then like you know 
I guess all the women in there. Yeah. But like for the most part, it's like girls my age, if not younger. Yeah. And um, they don't really watch basketball, at least to the extent I do. But I like I know the game, yeah. and I'm obsessed with the game. And hopefully, in five years, I found a way to combine those two worlds of mine. Yeah. In some regard, whether that's analytically or just for entertainment purposes. Um, ten years, hopefully, same. Honestly, like I really do enjoy making content. Like yeah. ever since I started becoming intentional about it, and once I stopped, like just like spoon feeding people what they want, like me dancing with my shirt off. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. Cringing every time I have to post. Yeah. Like now that I'm like actually posting what I want, what I enjoy, and I'm, I love. Be I'm a creative person, so like I love being able to create and right. express myself in a bunch of different creative like avenues. I just want to be able to keep doing that. And who knows if, like, I told you I got the chance to act. Like, who knows if that takes on a life of its own. I've been, I've been, you know, afforded opportunities to, like, make music, like, on the yeah. side. Like, I will never release the songs that I've made. But, like, well, who knows? Like, Why? They're not good? Bars are whack? I mean, I got bars. But, like, the production is not where it <laughs> needs right, to so be. Get it. Give it to a producer. Put me on with a producer. I got That's you. me. Like, if, if opportunity comes my way, like, yeah. I'm a, sure, let me see if I'm good at it. Yeah. Like, I never thought I would act. I acted, you know? Yeah. Never thought I would be living in New York making content full time. Crazy. You know? So like in 10 years, I've I've learned now that like I really do love to create and express myself creatively. And what, hopefully it keeps going. What would you tell what would you tell like 15-year-old Jimmy? Get tatted now. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Loki, as soon as I got tatted, everything yeah. changed. Uh, maybe you'd have been famous at 16. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> no, nah, I would have told 15 year old Jimmy. Um, I want to say live a little bit. Yeah. But I also am not sure if I'd be where I am if I wasn't so like regimented and like disciplined at 15. Like when I was 15, like I was I was tiny. Like, but I was I hit my growth spurt late. Like I was five two going into high school. A five two was a freshman oh, in high shit. school. Yeah. What do you and, know? Six four, six five. Yeah, six three. I'll say 6'4". Six, 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 in shoes, but you know, they be y'all be on my ass when I say 6'4". <laughs> but yeah, when I was 15, like I was like, when I grow, like, like everybody that ever yeah. wrote me off is gonna like, cause I knew I was gonna grow because my dad was 6'3, all my brothers were tall. So I was like, I was like, nah, like, I'm going to grow. None of y'all know it. I know it. And when that time comes, I'm gonna be nasty. Over. Like, so I was just so locked in on my craft when I was in high school that like. I never drank, I never smoked, I never partied, like never did any of that. I was just like, you know, like I used to see me in school and I would kick with my homies and play basketball all day. And I was, but like, so I wish I would have lived a little bit more, but like, I'm living now, like I'm cool. Like it's, it's, it's different now, you know? <laughs> do you feel like you're still able to get that same discipline? Cause you do, I think what I, what I respect about you too is like, you wanna, you wanna live, but you also like, same way you were, ball was your craft. Like mm -hmm. now this is your craft. This is yeah. your work. This is your livelihood. How do you, do you still feel like you, you're you able to have that same level of discipline and, and it translated over to the content? Yeah, totally. Like completely. I, I'm, do you have a, like, how do you do it? Do you so schedule I don't, it out? I don't, so yeah, for my entire life, it was always a schedule, right? Yeah. So it was wake up at this time, work out, then eat at this time, then work out, then eat. Like every, everything was like detailed. And now it's less of a schedule and more of checkpoints. So like, cause with this world, like you never know when there's going to be an event or there's never right, an no, appearance. No, and like, so like no. sometimes you got to be out late too. Yeah, so sure. like, I've learned that like I have checkpoints, like 
I make my content and depending on what it is, like that's going to take up a certain amount of time. And I hit the gym every day. And like, I know exactly what I got to do every single day. It just depends. It fluctuates from day to day. Like when, you know what I'm saying? So like, but like the fact that I grew up on ba- like being a basketball player has instilled that work ethic in me. I, it was a direct application to what I do now. Yeah. When it's all said and done, hopefully in like a hundred years. Hundred. Honey bun. Honey bun. What do you want people to, how do you want people to remember you? Oh, damn. That's a good ass question. How don't people remember me? Um, that I kept, that I was like real, like real, like, you know, it's, it's a delicate balance of giving people what they want and like, you know, being engaging and like, you know, over-dramatizing things, clickbaity stuff. Yeah. But like, at the end of the day, like, I want my, my friends to like, know that like, cause also like my friends are also like in high places too. And yeah. like, that makes for good content. For it's, sure. it's, it's like, it's, it's kind of twisted to me in my head a little bit where it's like, I understand that by me associating with somebody, it makes me look better and vice versa for them. Like it helps their content and their engagement and their like brand themselves. But like, that's like the social media side. Like in real life, like we were, we were real. Like it's yeah. real genuine yeah. relationships. Yeah. So like I'm always, actually, it's actually always a tug and pull thing with me. Cause like, you know, you don't want people to ever think like you're exploiting them for content. Cause it's never that, but it's yeah. like, you understand the value that like, you know, certain people bring to your brand. Right. Yeah, and I think, I mean, look, it's, uh, yeah, you're right, it's talking polls. Like, You'd be ignorant to deny that, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, But I think it also, it all come. it sounds like kind of corny, but like, you got to have the radar, right? Like, mm-hmm. do you feel, the same way that, the way I feel with you, it's like, it's good energy, it's mm-hmm. good, vibe, it's authentic. Like, that's, I think, so much part of life. Like, both things can be true. Both things can be like, I want to make content with you, but I also fuck with you. Right, you right. You know what I mean? Exactly, exactly. And so, like a lot of people that aren't on social media, it, it's an extreme in both ways. So if right. you're not on social media, you can see it as like, oh, they're yeah. just taking advantage of each yeah. other. And yeah. if you're only on social media, you think that it's only a social media relationship. Right, right. You don't understand that there's like a real bond there. And that's where being a human comes in, where you can exactly. figure out what, the gray who's area. who and what's what. Life ain't black and white. 100%. Um. Well, I appreciate you coming out. Yeah, I'm man. happy we uh, we made it happen through appreciate rain, you for the cold. coffee. Yeah. <laughs> huh? Appreciate you for the coffee. Of course. Um, appreciate you uh, taking the time, and I'm excited for you living city. Yeah. And we got we got to get you on the Wash Club one. We got to. No, hope. we do. We do. Because I was because ta- I was telling you I think before like he my boy LD is good. Six I mean, six two twenty. Yeah, he's on staff with the Nets. You yeah, gotta be saying. good to just get I your know. foot in the door. I, that's you know? what I'm saying. Um, but uh, but thank you, bro. And it was no, great to meet you. you and, uh, You're great at this, by the way. I appreciate that. Peeling back the layers. Appreciate you. What's up, my dog. <laughs>